The views, statements and opinions expressed in this episode are solely our own, including our guest, and these do not necessarily represent those of our employers. Hi, I'm Georgie. And I'm VG. Welcome to our podcast, Diversity and Inclusion, Satisfying the Tick Box. In today's episode, we have a very, very special one. We're collaborating with Parenting Special Children for Neurodiversity Week. Parenting Special Children is a charity based out of Reading, and we've invited on co-founders Ruth Pierce and Tess Eagles to share the amazing charity they're running and their personal lived experience in this area. So Ruth and Tess, welcome. Uh, can you give us a quick introduction to yourselves and what are your roles in parenting special children? Hi, my name's Ruth Pierce. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Parenting Special Children. And my name is Tess Eagles and I am Partnerships Manager and Neurodivergent Children and Young People's Lead for Parenting Special Children. Could you just give us a bit of background on your kind of lived experiences and how the charity was founded and came about? Hi, I'm Ruth speaking here. Yeah, so I have three young adults, um, 25, 23 and 21, um, two of whom are neurodivergent. So my daughter is autistic, ADHD and has a learning disability. And my son um, is ADHD. Um, so... 25 years of lived experience um, and counting. And how was uh, the charity founded, Ruth? Well, my daughter was diagnosed with global developmental delay, that's a learning disability, when she was 18 months old. And um, it was a, a huge shock for us. Um, despite being a teacher, I didn't see the developmental delay. Um, and it was when we went to see a paediatrician that we were given the news that she had a learning disability, um, a lifelong learning disability. So um, we then were given an appointment six months later, but no one to talk to. Um, and I felt so alone, um, so lacking in information. Um, and there actually wasn't a lot out there. Um, and I really needed to talk to other people who um, who understood and possibly have been through the same sort of experiences as me. So from that point, um, a few years later, I started the charity um, because I didn't want parents to feel so alone. And since then, we, as you heard, and we're here, we went on to develop so many services for families, which really, I guess, reflected my own lived experience. So with the sleep service, um, we didn't get a lot of sleep with my daughter or with my son. Um, so that seemed um, a really good um, area to train in, um, specialist parenting, and um, the list goes on and on, really, um, as you will hear with what we provide for families, providing that holistic support. I think that's absolutely incredible what you've done. I think it's amazing that you've created a kind of support system for other parents that are going through the same thing as you, and I think... It's, it's definitely going to help parents in the future as well to kind of navigate those emotions and get that extra support that they need. So Tess, I think it'll be great to hear hear about you as well. Could you just give us a bit of background on your your experiences? Yes, of course. 
When my son was five, I went for what I thought was just another routine appointment with another paediatrician and speech and language therapist. And I was told that my son would need to go to a specialist school. My son was sitting right next to me, which I always found really difficult because even though he couldn't speak, he he could understand. And it completely floored me. I didn't know where to turn. I felt completely alone. There was no information out there on on Jack's numerous diagnosis. And it was a really, really lonely place. I really... I'm proud to work at Parenting Special Children because Ruth and the team, they really make the difference to parents like me because that feeling that you're not alone, I just can't express how important that is in your journey. And also just to be able to kind of empower parents, give them that knowledge, give them that strength. It's absolutely priceless and makes a huge difference because it's a really long and lonely journey through your child's diagnosis. Thank you very much, Ruth and Tess, for sharing your personal journeys. Um, I wanted to ask you both, what would you advise parents who are going through a similar journey in, in terms of finding help or finding out how they can be best supported? I think for me, it would be to reach out, um, don't do it alone and ask for help. Um, I know it's not always easy to navigate what um, the pathways or the system, or but um, there is more information now. So often um, pediatricians, um, CAMS, Child and Mental Health Services will give information about local support. Um, so, yeah, I say reach out to to other people. I would absolutely echo everything that Ruth has said. And I would just reiterate that fact of you're not alone. Don't give up hope. There is a lot of support out there. Reach out. Contact Parenting Special Children. If for any reason we can't help you, we can signpost you to other organisations that can. Thank you. And um, I think it'd be extremely useful for the audience to understand the services that Parenting Special Children offer and how you support families. So Parenting Special Children support over 2,500 local Berkshire families. And actually, since COVID, when we've gone online, we're now starting to support families in our neighbouring counties, for example, Buckinghamshire and Hampshire. How we support is via a number of vital services. These include our helpline. And during the last year, our helpline received 746 calls. And that's compared to 430 in the previous year, an increase of 173%. This demonstrates the support that our helpline gives and the vital need as our families face multiple adversities, including the current financial crisis. Once they come into our helpline, we kind of do a triage and then we can signpost them internally to our various services. For example, 
They may have just recently had a diagnosis of autism or ADHD. So we'd be signposting them to parenting special children's specialist pre and post assessment workshops. This is a series of three linked workshops that takes you through the journey between pre-assessment and post-assessment. All families coming on our workshops and courses always say that they feel like they're not alone that they're talking to other families that support. And of course, our practitioners' lived experience brings that kind of extra element because when we say we understand, we really do because we're living it ourselves each day. We also run community support groups. These are in the most deprived areas of Berkshire, which include Whitley and Slough. We also run minority community support groups, for example, kinship carers, adopters, foster carers, and also the dads. Sometimes the dads just get a little bit forgotten. So we run a dedicated dads group. If more intensive support is needed, a family may be transferred, sorry, referred to our trauma and attachment service where we run, um, once again, specialist courses all around attachment and support groups. As part of that service, we run a children's group called Let's Get Creative. And this is for um, children who are adopted in foster care, kinship care. And as part of this group, there's drama and music therapy whilst the adults get a chance to talk to each other in a support group. Another of our children's groups is our A-team, which is our girls group, specifically requested by the girls. But I do have to point out that we are a completely inclusive charity. So even though it's called a girls group, it is open to transgender, etc. We also run social interaction, neurodiverse groups and a course. As you can tell, we are a very diverse charity and we run a lot of support out there, including family events, a conference every year. So we've got a conference coming up in May and also a new transition to adulthood project. If anybody would like to get in touch with us for our specialist help, they can either um, ring or helpline or the best place to look is actually our website because there's a whole host of information, including an events page, which will, which will give you all details of everything that we've got coming up. Wow, that sounds incredible. You do such a kind of range of different services. And I think that's so helpful for people to understand the different types of things that you do. So I think you mentioned you're based in, in Reading. How far do your services kind of reach um at the moment we are um, based across Berkshire so although we're based in Reading we work across Berkshire however we've just introduced our ADHD um course um to Oxfordshire Buckinghamshire and Hampshire parent carers um because there is a real lack of um support for ADHD so we're really looking forward to um, including more parent carers from that those areas we also run a commissioning service. So this is where, for example, schools could commission us to go in and train their staff. And our commissioning service is throughout the whole of the UK. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite humbled, Tess and Ruth, in terms of the services, the amount of services that you offer to, to create that positive change in people's lives. And um, I, I wanted to know then, how can people get in contact uh, with your charity and also donate to the charity? So I will talk about the contacting the charity. Um, with our website is the best place to look, so www.parentingspecialteam.co.uk, and you find out a lot of information there. Um, we have a helpline, and parents can ring that helpline. Um, Tess said that our, our helpline increased massively. On average, it can be up to an hour. So we have some families who really need a lot of support, but sometimes it's just a quick phone call. So it's a helpline. Um, we have Facebook pages, um, Twitter on Twitter, on Instagram, LinkedIn, and people contact us through those um, so through social media as well. And I'll let Tess do the next part. If anybody would be interested in donating to us, on our website, we have a support us page, which gives details of how somebody could set up, for example, regular giving or come to us to support us as Charity of the Year. And also people can come to me directly. My email address is tess at parentingspecialchildren.co.uk. That's great. Thanks for um, giving all of those kind of places to look. So we also have an extra guest on today, um, Maeve Mooney, who has been heavily involved with PSE as a volunteer. Maeve, welcome. Could you just give us a bit of an overview of the sorts of initiatives you've been doing to support PSE? Hey everyone, I'm delighted to be on the podcast today. Uh, I'm Maeve and I'm currently undertaking a placement year within university. And at the organisation um, that I work for, we have actually had the opportunity to get involved with lots of external volunteering opportunities. So in terms of supporting parenting special children, um, I've fallen into the role of managing the uh, relationship and accommodating parenting special children along with the organization that I work for and this has sort of happened um, I guess through a group that I support um, within the organization which is um, surrounded around neurodiversity in the workplace so yeah it's been great. And Maeve so in terms of recommending other people to gain involved what would you advise them or is there any tips or tricks that you you'd, you'd like to share in terms of volunteering with PSC or any other charity? Yes definitely Um, I would 100% recommend it I mean in particular working alongside Tess and Ruth has been absolutely great Um, the work that parenting special children do for families and young children is just exceptional um, and I would recommend it totally I mean like Tess has already mentioned reaching out um, via email um, is a great way to get in contact. They are really good at getting back and responding. Um, and it, it really is just great for me in particular, sort of stepping into the world of work and building my network. It has been great um, in terms of communicating with people and understanding how to manage relationships. Um, and so I would definitely recommend it. That was literally my next question, uh, Maeve. Oh. What, what, what are some of the skills that, that you've, like, you've learned through that volunteering experience? Um, I've definitely, I think, learned... Communi my communication has 100% um, improved and it's a skill that I had at the start and I definitely wanted to um, improve it throughout the year. Planning events alongside Tess and Ruth. Uh, so we have had the opportunity 
to attend um, a charity day that uh, PSC um, put on in October. Um, and all of the funds raised for that were to go towards the trauma service that um, they offer as a charity. And my role in particular for that was uh, to gather some other volunteers from my organization to go and attend the day and support from showing people around the venue um, offering out teas and coffees and just making people feel uh, welcome, I guess. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, relationships and communication are definitely two skills that I've improved and learned throughout working with parents and special children. Yeah, it's great that you're you're getting involved, Maven. It's such a, an amazing charity to also get involved in. So Tess and Ruth, I'm going to throw it back to you. What's the benefits of having volunteers like Maeve and how would this, how does this help support the charity as a whole? Can I just start by saying thank you and then I will hand over to Tess. But thank you so much to Maeve and the organisation for all the support that they offered us um, and particularly um, the videos that they did for us as a charity and have to find funding for everything they do. And so to have um, the experience of a large organisation um, doing such professional videos for, for us was amazing. Um, that's just one part of really um, how supportive they've been. And from my point of view, it's just quite simple. We just can't do without volunteers. Um, Maeve talked about the fundraiser day and actually we just desperately needed volunteers to run that day. And I reached out and Maeve came back straight away and said, not a problem. I'll find people for you. And for a charity, we support 2,500 families, but that's only with a full-time equivalent of six people. So you can see then the importance of having volunteers helping and supporting us. Thank you for sharing that, Ruth and uh, Tess. And in terms of that, then, if you're, if you're in the Berkshire area or nearby, or if you wanted to contribute to PSC, then get in touch and get involved. Thank you so much, Ruth and Tess. And uh, just uh, for the listeners, it's parentingspecialchildren.co.uk, the website if you want more information. And uh, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Tess, Ruth and Maeve. It's been great to hear all your different perspectives and also stories, but more, most importantly, sharing who PSC are. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you as well. It's, it's great to to spread the word of the amazing work that you're all doing. And thank you to our listeners for joining us this week. Um, please make sure you're following our podcast on Spotify and feel free to give it a rating and review as well. So keep your eyes peeled for our next guest and the episode will be dropping next month. Thank you again and we'll see you next time on Diversity and Inclusion, Satisfying the Tick Box. Mm-hmm.